This is a podcast from Rover. Right, it is view from the top paddock time now, and let's go to the Hot of Fenua, where I believe it's been rather wet. Nathan Guy, how are you? Yeah, morning, Tom. Yeah, it's been a bit of a shitter, actually. Uh, we've had 70 miles of rain in a week, and Jeez. we're not Hawke's Bay, we're not Tiburacity. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of getting the milk in the vat, you might not be getting as much for it now. I mean, that uh, auction midweek was, um, uh, and oh, I bet it's been described, Nathan, as so many things, um, you know, a shocker, etc., etc. Uh, not great, and um, it doesn't look like uh, it's going to be alleviated anytime soon, according to the experts anyway. How do you see it? Oh, I see it as being very bad. Uh, you know, the headwinds uh, are stronger. Right, full frontal in our face at the moment. Um, we can't. I guess we can't do much about it. Uh, we're very fortunate with the whole vertical integration of Frontier that we put milk in the back and it's up to them to do everything else, and they do an amazing job. Uh, but we are up against you know, inventory levels very high in China, an economy that's still going quite strongly actually, but it's lower than where it has been. Unemployment rate is very high for 16 to 24 years, about 21%. They're quite often the ones that get out and consume more. Uh, so there the headwinds there, and I guess we just, we're, we're very conscious of this supply-demand imbalance. It doesn't take much for it to bounce in our favour. Uh, but right now uh, it's going against us and it feels like we're going to bounce along the bottom for a while, uh, potentially up until Christmas, and we're all hoping, fingers closed, everything crossed, that uh, next year's better off and we might get a bit of a, a bounce back, but who knows? Yeah, exactly. Who knows? No one's got the crystal ball, but uh, I was speaking with a couple of people about it during the week, and um, I think, well, look, the consensus is at the moment, and I know it's early in the season pretty much, but, uh, you know, looking at something with a, a six in front of it in terms of a payout, but, um, you know, I guess, um, you know, it is early days. Yes, and, you know, we're all up against it with the cost structure, and a lot of those costs, like the budget has said, it's pretty hard to go back and and change to many of them. Uh, we all need good, reliable workforce. Uh, those wage costs have gone up a bit in recent times. Fertiliser fuel, uh, FERC's coming back, that's a positive. PKE's come back a bit. May's uh, costs will probably come back a bit. There are a few positives, but you know, in a lot of cases, the feed's on hand already been purchased last season, and uh, can't do too much about it now, just to hunker down and, I guess, control what we can control. I know that you uh, were a speaker at the Red Meat Sector Conference in Auckland recently, and one of the things that was reported that you were talking about was Hiwaka Ekenawa, and basically people, and farmers in particular, finding themselves extremely confused about what it all means and where it's at. And I have to say, I put myself in that uh, boat as well, Nathan, because I've asked people about it, and uh, no one seems to have a bloody clue. No, that's right. And as I said at the Red Mix Sector Conference, which by the way is a fantastic conference in Auckland, I said to them all that it's really going to be up to an incoming government to have to deal with it. I don't think that 
Khan government's actually going to do too much now between you know the run up to the election. What are we? Sixty days less now, fifty something. Yeah, um, and everyone's popped into campaign mode. So uh, some of it's really, really complex, but some of it's really quite easy. The easy part is is the measuring and setting up a way that everyone can use and understand. That's you know built with science, backing it up, and understanding different farming systems is really important. Um, and there's a lot of work going on to find the tools in the toolbox, particularly with methane. And there's quite a good consortium that's working with government to do all of that work and try and turbocharge it. Uh, but I think right now it's election time. Uh, let the politics all blow through, and then it'll be up to the incoming government to deal with it. Well, the politics is, um, well, on the one hand, it's interesting, I think, in terms of the closeness of it. And then I've read, uh, f- you know, a fair smattering of opinion that has said that it's a bit of a ho-hum election. I don't know, from a man who's, uh, you- you'll be still in the thick of it politically. I'm sure you're a bit of a political animal, Nathan Guy. What do you, how do you see it going? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to predict on your show right now, no. Oh, come on. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I think it's, it's still going to be quite tight. I think the two big political parties are never going to poll as probably where they should be polling, so it's going to be down to, you know, act what New Zealand first decide to do, whether they get across the threshold versus uh, Greens to Pāti Māori. So I think people are getting engaged in politics now. Um, for the last sort of month, couple of months, they've been going, oh yeah, when's the election? You know, mates have asked me, is it December, is it September? So I think we've got a wee way to travel. It does feel like there's a lot of policies that have already been announced. It also feels like there's not a lot in the kitty. And if it's $5 billion that gets taken off the bottom line, the New Zealand economy with Fonterra's announcement, um, you know, big spending government at the moment and poor delivery, it does feel like uh, there's a mood for change. So I think there will be a change of government, and it's just a matter of uh, how that makeup is really, how it comes together. Well, the fascinating part, of course, is the the old warhorse Winston. He's back in the uh, back in the fright. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know Winston quite well. Um, he and I share a birthday together, so we oh, we, true. Picked, we picked each other uh, in April. But um, of course, he's a, got a little bit more grey hair than me, a bit more weak, <laughs> uh, you might say. So yeah, he's going to be there and thereabouts. Um, I think because you've got the two big political parties uh, not doing that well, um, National looks to be on the rise to me and Labor coming down, I think there is a lot of what I would call free vote and there's still quite a chunk of undecided vote at the moment. Mm. So so they're looking for a home and they could go anywhere. It's all going to come down to how they feel on the day, really. Yeah, well, I at think you're moment, right. At the moment, uh, there's a lot of um, negativity. Everyone's a bit pissed off and a bit grumpy. Mm. I think it's going to take more than the All Blacks winning the uh, Rugby World Cup to turn that sentiment around. I think you might be bang on the money there, actually, and I think you're bang on with the uh, undecided as well. I've spoken to stacks of people that have 
you know, really not much of a clue about where they're going to, you know, well, because because the thing is they're going, well, okay, this kind of suits me, but this doesn't, and it's sort of, you know, it's a bit, a bit all over the show. And, um, yeah, I, I find this actually quite fascinating where some people find it boring. I think it's on a, a real knife edge, and uh, I don't know, I think it's going to be um, it's going to be really interesting with that undecided vote. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, wait and see. If a lot of people, they turn up and vote, and then they, in part, switch off um, until there's something that really impacts or affects them. Yeah. So for a lot of people, they cast their vote and then leave it to the politicians, the political parties, to get on and govern. And when they get uh, pissed off and irritated, they certainly turn out in large numbers. And I think the turnout could still be quite good for this election. Do you know what's really interesting that I've found is the fact that you've got an overwhelming um, majority of people wanting Hipkins uh, or as preferred Prime Minister, and then you've got uh, a lot of people, often the same people, who are wanting a, uh, a national party victory. It's very strange, very odd. Yes, well, I'm Christopher Lux, and I went along to a public meeting in Levin. Uh, 400 people turned out. He was really engaging. He answered every question. He said he'd take questions for half an hour. We're still going 50 minutes later. Yeah. And um, people, I just stood at the door just talking to people on the way out. They said, shit, he's impressive. So I think when people meet uh, Christopher Lux and they like him, and uh, people have got short memories in politics, and they've probably forgotten the fact that Chris Hipkins was leading us through COVID and there's a whole lot of bloody bullshit told through then about <laughs> bloody mandates and vaccines and all of that hoopla and keeping Auckland and lockdown for way too long and my view is that you know that announcement a day or two ago that we're out of all of that crap now it's just taken too long to get there and that's actually impacted on the economy as well because the borders have been shut for too long people haven't been able to get a workforce in to do the job and productivity as a result and export earnings have gone down the toilet. Yeah. Free potential of our country hasn't been realised. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, there's, look, that workforce, uh, you know, the labour side of it is 100% correct. Um, you know, people are battling big time to get um, enough workers into various industries. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Well, actually, I did see uh, Christopher Luxon at the uh, at the rugby a couple of weeks ago, Forsyth Bar Stadium, that um, very close test match between the Wallabies and the All Blacks. Um, what did you think of that one? And how? Do, what do you reckon of the All Blacks' chances at the World Cup? We will talk again before that, but as it stands right now, I think we're looking pretty good, aren't we? We've started the build-up extremely well. We've proved that we can start well and get the points on the board. In the past, it's been, oh, we turn up and beat teams in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, the run-up to the World Cup has shown that we've got a great team. Um, Foster and Co. talk about group a great group because um, they probably haven't quite finalised their starting 15. Um, the big thing that we don't want to happen is, of course, injuries. And I see you know, international teams around the world are, are um, grappling with some of their star players that are injured. So we want to get to the starting line all fit and ready to do the job. And I think we've got the team and the potential to do it. So, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll back the ranch on it this time, Don. I'll leave that to you. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm a lot more confident 
uh, in the last three or four months than what I have been in the past. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. in that camp as well. Um, and and we must we mustn't neglect before I let you go. And I do thank you for your time as always, Nathan. But uh, the Heartland Championship round one was last weekend. Round two, obviously coming up this weekend. But uh, your blokes there, Hotafina Wakapiti, getting a bit of a pasting from the uh, the boys from South Canterbury. Yes, that's right. And uh, we had the Shield Challenge against Wellington. Our guys did, uh, I thought, really, really well. And uh, South Canterbury had a challenge against Wellington a couple of weeks after, and uh, their scoreline was a lot tighter, which said to me, um, you know, they're just a superior unit at the moment. And uh, it's always easier to win at home. We were away, uh, so a few home guns coming up. Um, so we're looking forward to a good season. We're normally there and thereabouts, but certainly South Canterbury will be the team to beat in the Heartland Comp this year. Absolutely. What are you hosting West Coast this week? That's right. I'm not sure if they're bringing the uh, white boat up or not. <laughs> uh, well, that must start. That's uh, September 1st, isn't it, the start of the yeah, season? Yeah. Yeah, the phone started ringing on our phone because we're bound through the Manawatu, so um, people are getting jacked up, getting their nets ready. West Coast... Um, you know, we should be able to beat them at home. Uh, they've got to travel, of course. That's always a bit harder for teams. Yeah, so here's hoping they bring a couple of kilos of uh, frozen white bait. We'll wait and see. Oh, it would be the honourable thing to do. Good stuff. Nathan, guys, <laughs> always uh, appreciate your time, yeah, man. Good time. to talk with you. Have a great weekend.